Hi friends. When's the last time you thought about how big God is? That's an interesting concept for us to work with as we live our lives and, and think about our relationship with God. Let's touch on that in uh, Psalm 33, but first let's pray. God, may we receive the love that you give to us in these scriptures, and may we share that love freely with others. Amen. Now, let's look at Psalm 33, verses 4 through 11. For the word of the Lord is upright, and all his work is done in faithfulness. He loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of the steadfast love of the Lord. By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made and all their hosts by the breath of his mouth. He gathered the waters of the sea as in a bottle. He put the deeps into storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. For he spoke and it came to be. He commanded and it stood firm. The Lord brings the counsel of the nations to nothing. He frustrates the plans of the peoples. But the counsel of the Lord stands forever, the thoughts of his hearts to all generation. And that's from the New Revised Standard Version, updated edition. Now the point of big is to understand how it is that we work with God, how it is that God relates to us, and to challenge how we sometimes think that we're partnering with God. The proper response we hear in the Psalms and, and through the rest of the Old Testament is to fear the Lord. And fear somewhat appropriate. God is so much more immense than anything the people knew then and than anything that we know now. And in the Old Testament, they were thinking of God's almost as we would think of as good luck charms. And you hope that they work, but here you've got the God, the only true God who made everything, who works in powerful ways, who guided the Hebrew nation in so, so many visible elements. This was a God that had to be acknowledged, and this was a God that warranted fear. We've forgotten that fear response, and some of that is the good news of the New Testament. But we also lose a little bit because we know so much more than people knew back then. I mean, in the passage, it's talking about the heavens were made and the waters like a bottle. We know that there's so much more in the heavens than we thought. We know that we're on a planet. It orbits the sun. Our sun is part of a solar system. You know, the solar system is part of the galaxies. And there are 200 billion galaxies in the universe, at least that we can measure. But scientists have begun to understand that the universe is bigger than our ability to, to comprehend it because it's expanding faster than the speed of light, something that Einstein didn't think was possible. So we have no concept of how gigantic the universe is. But God made the universe. God holds the universe in his hands. That is a God to be feared. And now, if that isn't impressive enough, Let's think about how God made the universe. When I was growing up, we knew about atoms and molecules, and then we learned about subatomic particles, and I've never quite gotten subatomic particles. I have no frame of reference to it. I don't know the difference between a down quark and an up quark and a strange quark. God made them all. As scientists have begun to look at what makes up these quarks and muons and subatomic particles, they find themselves in the area of string theory. 
a radical concept of how the how matter is made, how the energy forces that, that hold the universe together are made. And we're dealing in 11 dimensional space, strings that, that, uh, that weave their way through 11 different dimensions. And we, we know about height and depth and, and width. We know three, we know the fourth dimension is time. And then there's seven more dimensions, some of which loop back in on themselves. It's unfathomable to read this and try to get our minds around what that looks like. But God knows. God weaved together strings in 11 dimensions to make subatomic particles and the muons and the quarks. And he weaved those together to make the atoms and the atoms to make the molecules and make the elements and make the rocks and trees and water and oceans and the planet and the sun and the solar system and the galaxies and the universe. He made the universe out of infinitesimally small 11 dimensional strings that's a God to be feared. Now, what does that mean to us and how we respond? We know that Jesus came to give each of us individually an, uh, salvation, to have a relationship with each one of us individually. This God that holds the immeasurable universe in his hand loves you personally and me personally. And that is awesome that is beyond my capacity to understand. But that also kind of calls me to, to think more about this relationship that I have with God. God is not just my buddy. God is not just a little bigger than me. God is awesome. God is beyond comprehension. God is incredibly powerful. So who am I to tell God what to think? Who am I to insist that God has to rule the world according to my priorities and my principles? How can I put limits around an uncountably infinite God? How can I go to God with, I have nothing that God would need. Everything that I own, God has made. Everything that I am, God has created in me and God can make more and infinitely more of anything that I have. All that I have is this weak, pitiful love from a damaged person. And I can offer up my love and God says, that's what I want. That's what I want is for you to love and for you to receive my love. That's how big your God is. God doesn't need us, but God wants us because God is love and that's what love does. So live your life in a state of profound awe, my friends, over how gigantically big God is and that even so huge as God is, God knows you and God loves you. And you'll open yourself to the joy of those that fear the Lord. Go in peace.